before we get started, here are a few messages from some of our sponsors. Thompson's Teeth, the only teeth strong enough to eat other teeth. With the new iPhone, you can watch, listen, ignore your friends, stalk your ex, download porno on a crowded bus, even check your email while getting hit by a train, all with the new iPhone. Welcome back to the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Um, I have RG and Aura joining me today. All right, we've got a bit of a list to get through, but we're going to try to burn through the front of it quickly. All right, so recap. Um, I'd like to double up these because uh, Munguya and Berlanga both look like ass, and I feel like they're kind of running parallel to each other. Anyone want to jump in on? You could go with one, one or the other, or both. Up to you. It's basically the same dude. One's Mexican and one's Puerto Rican, or Puerto Rican-American. Essentially, both of them look the same in their fights, where they look like crap. Just because of their name, they got the nod. Was it really nothing noteworthy in either of those fights? That's my take on that. Yeah, I mean, I think Munguia, I think Munguia is at least better than Belanga. At least he can, like, find a knockout eventually. Like, Berlanga don't even know how to knock his blood anymore. Is it, like, three or four decisions in a row? I don't even know. I Berlanga. think it's four. Yeah, like, that whole knockout thing, it's just dead. Like, he's, he's like, just a shitty, like, six, four, ten-round fighter. Yeah, I don't really see the pathway for a title for him. He's a super middleweight, right? 68. And yeah. the top of that division's pretty heavy. And even if you put uh, Munguya in the gatekeeper role, they should just feed him to Isley, to be honest. Isn't, true. Isn't Isley? I think he might be a middleweight. He's a 60. Yeah, he's a 160. He would definitely knock the shit out of Berlanga. I have, like, no doubt. That would be easy way. Because the thing is, Berlanga eventually going to lose to somebody who's just awful. And then all that clout is just going to be gone. Like, you can't even transfer it to somebody you care about. I mean, that, that fight with um, Angulo, I mean, it was pretty close. Yeah. You know? I mean, so was the Rolls fight. Like, so was the Saris fight. Like, I, don't, I don't know how much you can keep this train rolling without fucking up. Sure, I had a, like a draw from the Berlanga, Berlanga fight. Yeah, I, like at least at least Munguia, like what round did he knock Kelly out? Was it like six or something? Like he, he did look bad, but I mean, it's just Munguia. Like he just looks like shit half the time. I don't know. Like I guess at this time it was against like a really, really unknown opponent. So it looks even worse. But yeah, he got the clip. That's all we care about. It just seems to me that the parallel is as they progress in the in their career, the opposition seems to be getting worse. Well, with Berlanga, it's like, I guess it's getting better. Because at first he was fighting guys he could knock out in the first round. And now he's fighting guys who at least are capable of like going somewhere. But yeah, Munguia has definitely just gotten worse and worse. Rosado is not a bit, like, Rosado was sure like a good opponent. Just because like everything else he fights is just like, just so hard to watch. Like, like who did he fight before Kelly? Ballard, right? Yeah, Ballard. Like, motherfuckers you, like, you had never seen before. Like, the only time I've ever seen Ballard is in that, like, amateur's video of, like, Spence playing locker room or whatever. Like, just complete unknown opponents. Well, Gary O'Sullivan, Turiano Johnson, that was a good two recognizable names. He looks so bad in that Sullivan fight. Sullivan's, like, just an awful fighter. Like, a fighter that just should never, probably shouldn't have ever been on TV. Definitely shouldn't be on TV at this point. And he went like 11 rounds with him. He yeah. got hurt. 11. Like, that's one of my favorite clips ever. You can, it's almost like slow motion, the way his big fucking head spins. Like, where Sullivan hits him with the right hand. You can just see his face, like, spin all the way around. It's like, dude, this is just a brutal knockout waiting to happen. Looking at both of them, 
seeing the way that their careers are progressing, whose trajectory is still higher? Whose trajectory of the two is higher? Um, or I'd jump in here. Or not. Of the two, I guess Munguia still has the higher trajectory option. Um, he's got the Mexican fan base is definitely something that you can cash in on. I'm just not sure how many, how much longer you're going to be able to keep selling these nobodies as valid opponents. I mean, shit, Zardo does it. <laughs> yeah. Goldboy knows how to just sell you on like just these guys who are going to get a knockout. Yeah. Well, Zardo and knockouts, pick one. So he's not he stopped his last few. He stopped. Uh, but was always the last one. Before that, it was just some really old guy. Unieski. Yeah, Zordo is like a pretty big fan of this. I think he's considered. Yeah. It's always kind of surprising because I just think he's so fucking boring. Yeah, it's weird how the Mexican style has changed a little bit. Yeah. Zordo is just kind of a weird, just like a non-traditional Mexican fighter in a lot of ways. Like, obviously, because he's really big. That's not really what you, you're not used to seeing a guy who's like big for 175. Yeah. He's like a from you know, Mexican fighter. All right. Uh, to keep it moving quick, uh, let's see. I have uh, Kyoguchi's title defense, but uh, no one gives a shit about that. I, mean, I didn't watch that. Uh, yeah, Bruno yeah. Gets. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> He's a. I want to say what? 108. Yeah, I kind of, I've heard the name, but yeah, I don't know, I can't think anything about him. Uh, he's enjoyable to watch, like he's really crafty. One good comparison that they threw out on the broadcast was uh, Roman Gonzalez. That sort of uh, vein, highly technical, high output. But it's high output, it's voluminous, but it's not uh, sloppy the way typical volume punchers are. Um, Bermuda's got bloody as shit. And two point deductions for Kyoguchi. Moving on, Trevor Bryan versus Daniel Dubois. <laughs> Jesus, that one was rough. Just, just uh, everyone take about if this fight even happens. Everyone showed up. You know the cameras were on. Yeah. <laughs> it happened. It was pay view, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> got some like three. Probably sold like 50, 50 to hundred pay per views. It's a Don King production. There's like nothing to say about the fight. Like Brian didn't really do anything. Dubois still looked kind of flat. And then he sparked him. Like yeah, pretty much. I, I think Brian is so bad. Like I think yeah, he's not even top twenty, and that's like saying something at heavyweight. Yeah, yeah which is top heavy as well. Um, I did yeah, want to know. He's completely unrelated to the fight. There was some lady that was screaming that just could not not hear her. Holy shit. <laughs> certainly been one or two tricks in the build-up to try and unhinge Dubois. The one I always think of is fucking Adonis' ex-girlfriend. She would kill me with the Superman chance, bro. So loud, bro. Especially the Vosby fight, because it was like a small venue, so you, she was just so loud screaming Superman. Ukrainian boxer didn't cast off the steel ring. He didn't give up. He didn't Oh, the chick that took all his money? I think, yeah. The one in the same. Uh, one more quick recap. Uh, Jalalov, the U big Uzbek, gets the KO. Yeah, I watched part of that. I, I was not impressed at all. I mean, he's big. Yeah, you know, six foot seven. Quite, yeah, like, when I was watching it, it felt like I was watching an amateur fight. Yeah, that's like, what I noted. It was just pretty sloppy. And, uh, yeah, he just kept sticking his glove out, like trying to touch it. Like, it, was, it was just very lame to watch. 
I thought it was a good finish, at least. But other than that, yeah, I don't think there was really much. Yeah, it was a fun KO. Much for good sure. action. One thing I wanted to just to go back to the Dubois uh, fight, I think it's just super funny how like I mean this was like a lot of money invested to get Dubois like a t- quote unquote title, like you know so he can maybe parlay that into something bigger. It's just funny how like <laughs> Warren just pretends like Dubois didn't lose to Joyce. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Joyce is fighting like fucking Christian Hammer, making no progress in his career. <laughs> and like Dubois, they're like spending some millions trying to get him into a better position. It's just funny. They're like, well, he lost, but uh, Joyce is still old and has no fame. So let's what? just go back and pretend like it didn't happen. Oh, well, you got to keep it moving. Time yeah. waits for no it's man. Funny. Yeah, like for Joyce, it's just so obvious how he was signed as like a, a lamb, but he won. So now they, they just kind of stuck with him. Yeah, I think the main reason for that is then Dubois, like, 24, 25. Yeah, yeah, you just can't. Like, Joyce has, like, two or three years left. You just can't invest that much. The best case scenario is, like, a Fury fight, which is probably not very likely. Okay, another quick note. We're going to do the previews up top. Uh, Sarisa Ketzel-Rungvisai versus WBC Super Flyweight Champion Bam Rodriguez. Is there any reason someone should care? Yeah, I think it would be a good fight. Bam reminds me of early Randy Orton, like 2003 Randy Orton. <laughs> but he was just taking out all, he was like the legend killer. He was taking out like Mick Foley, like Terry Fun. Just every week it was another boomer he was beating the shit out of. That's basically what Bam is doing. Right, he's got, he beat Quadras. Yeah, I think he's going to beat Rungvisai. After that, I, mean, I would like to see him fight Chocolatito. I guess that would be like a natural progression. Like Quadras, Rungvisai, Chocolatito. Since his brother is fighting Estrada. The Rodriguez boys said no more old people in the flyweights. Yeah, it's time for the new generation. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like, it's just funny how Bam's career, like, Rung Visai, like, basically made Bam's career by, like, getting injured. Because he was literally, like, doing nothing, just, like, sitting at 112. Like, nobody's watching his fights. Rung Visai gets injured. He steps down on the week and beats Quadras, so now he's fighting Rung Visai and is the champ. It was just, like, the perfect, like, freak scenario for him. Yeah, actually, was too young, like, but one of those fights where he actually looked in the lower divisions, like I'm actually pretty hyped for it. There's only one or two names that I really like to tune in for. And I think uh, Bam's going to knock him out. Yeah, and I've, I've always liked Rung Visai. He's always been pretty fun to watch. Yeah, he's yeah. very entertaining for sure. He's a little sloppy, but he, he's like a he's a guy who's like obviously actively doing damage, which is pretty impressive considering his weight range. Yeah, which uh, to call back to what you what you just said to call back to Kyoguchi, who was beating the Christ out of Bermudez, had to get it stopped on cuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not nah, like Rungus. Really spark people. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I guess the only fear is like maybe maybe Bam like shouldn't be here this early, and his like chin will get cracked. But I don't I don't think that'll happen. Uh, Rungus is not necessarily young though. Yeah, no, he's like thirty four. And that at that. Wait, range. Like that. That's ancient. Yeah, he's probably he's probably getting close to the age where, like, he he arguably looks pretty washed versus um, I'm not like Ron Rung or whatever. Oh, I'm not Ron Rung. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He looks pretty washed there, so I guess we'll see. Um, speaking of new generations, let's go to the Smith better be of undercard. Robesy Ramirez stops Abraham the Gold Chin Nova. Awesome. Hell yeah! So this was a 126 yeah. fight, and looking at 126, looking at the landscape, there does not seem to be a whole lot at the top. There's no clear king at 126. Like, right. There's no like at 130 you got Shakur, 147. Well, I guess there's actually a lot of division. But there's not even really any standouts. Like, none of the four guys really look better. Like, it's like, I guess there's Leo, who you put number one out of just, like, he's been there a while. Right. 
but like I don't know, he's kind of old, hasn't fought at 126. Like looked a little flat recently. Who even are it? Max Sayo? Max Sayo's could lose any fight. I mean, he's not reliable at all. Ray Vargas though is, uh, I suppose on yeah. physicality or physical attributes, he might lose to Max Sayo might lose to Ray Vargas there, but Vargas could outbox him. Yeah, that's true. I'm not a huge fan of Vargas. Vargas. Has been around for like a long time too. I feel like, like I feel he's like an old thirty-one. I think that's how old he is. I remember seeing him around the one eighteen, one twenty-two. I think he'll actually win. He's still with uh, Nacho, or is Nacho even alive still? <laughs> <laughs> Nacho's still alive, but I'm I not sure if he's still training. Shit. I think honestly, Robisi could, could be anybody at one twenty-six, like any of them boys. Yeah, I don't see anybody really standing in his way of taking it over. Any of them, yeah. I mean, he's a little old. He's like 28. So it definitely needs to start happening for him. But, you know, 126 is like a wide open division. Yeah, 126 glory days are like five years past. I assume they'll get him. I don't, who is the WBO at 126? Oh, yeah. So 100%. Okay, so it's 100% clearance. Yeah, now I remember. Because they're doing... Robisi Nova was like an eliminator. And fucking Joette Dogbe is an eliminator. So the winner of that is probably going to fight Robisi. And Navaretti's probably going to move up and fight Shakur. That opens up a vacant WBO for Robisi. <laughs> Top rank, bro. They're so easy to predict. They do this shit every time. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Ramirez is, like, ranked 11th, and he's fighting an eliminator fight for the WBO. And then pretty much yeah. going jump. Lara, Nova... Patrick Ward was ahead of him. Not yeah, that they're yeah. any special, but... Yeah, they're setting that shit up pretty obviously. Anytime it comes to the top rank guys, you can assume that they're going to be in the eliminator fights for the WBO, so... Whatever. And, uh, I don't think Joette is really going to struggle too much or give too much trouble to Ramirez. That thing is going to be uh, Nehu. Yeah, yeah. Dogbe fell off pretty hard. It's Because it's, he arguably... What was his last fight? Like, Diaz? Chris Diaz? I think he won, but a lot of people thought he probably shouldn't have. I think it was Diaz. I haven't seen him since Navarrete beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah, he lost to Navarrete twice. Uh, Most recently was Chris Diaz. Right, well, to the meat and potatoes. Smith better be if how many bald eagles cried when the fight was stopped. (laughs) Every single one of them. All of them did. It was a sad day for America, therefore the world. Just have to lower the flag. Yeah, half mast for Joe Smith and the local laborer 66. Does Joe Smith come back from this? How does he come back for this? From this? Um, I think I think he might fight again. I, I think Top Rank would probably find something. I think the perfect fight would be Callum Johnson. That would be the perfect comeback. You know, Callum Johnson, he's old, he's shit. British people will get excited. It'd be great. Well, it doesn't look like there's really any other options. Yeah, 175 is totally dead. Like, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's not just a whole nothing lot going on. Like, I'm thinking Yard, but it seems like Yard is definitely getting the Terbiev fight. So yeah, Yard is kind of got for Terbiev. Which is like super. Like I like that fight, but it, it's just amazing how much pull like Warren and Aram have with the WBO. Because like literally, like the only things that Yard Yard like knocked out some total nobody with like, 20 losses after the Kovalev fight. Lost to Arthur, beat Arthur, and now he's like mandatory for the title again. So what the fuck? Yeah. The other acronym I like for WBO is uh, Warren's Boxers Only and whatever Bob orders. Both of those seem to be very true. Because, I mean, Yard, like, Yard getting the first Kovalev 
fight, like his first mandatory was like pretty sus, right? Like, why did he get that? He didn't beat anyone. Like, Yard's resume is just so bizarre. Like, I actually like Yard. Like, as far as British fighters go, I think he's fun to watch. You know, he always goes for a knockout. He's pretty, you know, he's pretty exciting. I think Tundi's funny. Like, I, I just like Yard. Yard's whole vibe is like pretty funny. But, like, his whole career is like fighting absolute nobodies. The literal absolute no. Like, his best win is probably Arthur. And then, like, getting, like, these these fights with, like, dudes who are, like, 20 levels above. Like, he hasn't been developed at all. It's like if Berlanga just randomly fought, like, Canelo. <laughs> like, that's basically, that's basically who Anthony Yard is. But Yard actually did, he, he did okay versus Kovalev. So, we'll see if he does okay versus Paterbio. I see Yard yeah, I don't know in how the I same about vein. That <laughs> I still look at them as pretty similar to each other. And I, I don't think this is going to go well for Anthony Yard. Yeah, I mean, I know that I kind of went to it. It was supposed to be about Joseph. I mean, there's really just nothing interesting to say about Joseph at this point. So I guess we'll just go to Yard and Viterbia. I think it's fine. Like, Yard is, he's, he doesn't really deserve it, like like I said. But it, it's a fun fight on paper. Like, at 170, like, people want the ball fight. That's obviously not the next. Like, it just makes no sense. Like, if you can't see that, like, you probably just don't follow boxing. Like, so as far as, like, available fights, Yard is fine. He's gonna bring. He's gonna bring. He's basically gonna do exactly what Jeff Smith did. He's just gonna try and bull rush him. Question for me is: Does Yard last longer than Smith? <laughs> Probably. Like Probably. not too long ago, but Terbiev was going like ten rounds, complete shooters. So I, I don't think he's like a guy that's gonna knock everybody out in the first round. But Yard is definitely gonna be open enough to be knocked out in the first round. So <laughs> it's possible. I think he'll play lovely and try to box if he's even capable of doing that, but. Yeah, that's a, big, that's a big ask for Anthony Yard. Yeah, Yard is kind of like... survive five rounds. Yeah, Yard has, like, tried to be a counterpuncher at times, but he's just, like, not very good at it. I think Yard is definitely at his best when he just, like, bulks people. Like, just, just walks them down and, like, throws, like, hooks. He's basically not much different than Joe Smith, to be honest with you. He's maybe a little more athletic. Doesn't like, he try to do, like, a Philly shell? Yeah, he does, like, a weird Philly show, like, and tries to count out of it. But, like, he's just not, like, he doesn't really have, like, a job. It's, it's just, like, a weird, his whole style is, like, very bizarre. Like, he's totally carried by athletic The Hackney show? Yeah, like, something. Like, I don't know. It seems like there's not much logic behind it. Yeah. Behind it. I don't it didn't, it didn't Yard really very highly. Yeah. Yeah, no, Yard hasn't, hasn't shown much. But still, I mean, he's a fun fighter. I'll watch the Baterbia fight. Shit, is what it is. I'm, I'm just I, good on Baterbia for being active. This fight was not long after the Brown fight. The Yard fight's not long after the Smith fight. For a guy who's been inactive for a long time, good to see. Yeah, yeah, he's getting up there in age, so it makes sense. Yeah, that he's, he's, he's pushing forty. Like, <laughs> like that's that's his time. Yeah, that's the only reason I give Yard a chance. I'm like, if you're above like 36, you've shown like chin weaknesses like Paterbiev has you can lose any fight to be honest any fight like you can just get cracked this is not a prime fighter at all Orad any parting thoughts on Oh no I, I just think it's a foregone conclusion that Yard's gonna get knocked out and <laughs> yeah, at least he'll get the what is he gonna be like a mandatory or is it just a fight that Terbiev has uh, Aaron Warren connection uh, it's I think a he's mandatory. mandatory he took step yeah. aside for yeah. Smith uh, Paterbiev but yeah, under the yeah at least he'll clear up the first shot. mandatory spot. And if there is a possible chance in like late 2023 that they could make the big fight. On the topic of yeah, Wyoming, how do you rate Better Bev at 175? Is he the top dog? Is he number one, better than Bevel? I would, I would say Bevel is number one. Yeah, so would I. 
I would take him. He's like, I'm, Joe, is Joe Smith like really a good enough win? Like, Bavol beat Joe Smith like three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a win that's like, that catapults. And like, I know Canelo like isn't an active light heavyweight, but I mean, beating Canelo like proves more to me than like knocking out Smith in two rounds. Not to say it's not like, Turbia wasn't impressive. I mean, who's number one? Like, Bavol, for sure. I'll give a hot take and say that I think Peter Reeves, uh, Better at, or number one at 175 compared to Bivol. I'll just say that the resume in the last, I'd say, what, three years has been a lot better than what Dimitri's been doing before Canelo. So I feel like as soon as uh, Dimitri signed on with like Patrick Moretti, he kind of just was taking fights that I seen like a stay busy, kind of just waiting to see if he could get that Canelo fight. And eventually he did get it, but there was like nothing of note that I would say. After Joe Smith, it was. Three nobodies, and then Canelo. Smith and Pascal were decent wins, though. Yes. Relatively. Yeah, Smith and Pascal are right. They both have, like, two or three okay wins. Like, but Toby have, like, three okay wins. Like, Smith, Brown, Vazdik. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Is Vazdik a good win? Yeah, Vazdik is probably still his best win, honestly. But Brown and Smith are good additions, for sure. Because before that, it was literally just Vazdik. I was gonna say, yeah, Vazdik, like that—that uh, that win right there, just because he held a title, and then since he was the one that put away uh, Donis, people were kind of starting to hype him up as a maybe one or two number guy uh, in that division. Yeah. I always thought that was crazy, though. Like, I always thought Vazdik looked way worse than the other Eastern Euros. Like, Baterbiev, Bavol, Kovalev. Like, I thought they just looked way better than Vazdik. Like, I really wasn't even sure Vazdik was gonna be Adonis. Like, I, I kind of thought Adonis. Yeah. And, like, I thought that, I don't remember how I scored it. I'd have to look back. But I thought that fight was, like, really close before Vazdik caught him. Yeah, that was weird how bit. he slumped him. I didn't expect that at all. Yeah, it was very out of nowhere. Like, because Adonis had hurt him, like, a couple rounds before. He hurt him with the left hand and, like, kind of made him stumble on the ropes. Yeah, then I, it was, like, the 10th or the 11th. Vazdik just came out. I got the current scorecards for that fight before it ended. It was... 96, 94, 95, 95, and a Y, 98, 92. Who were the, the leads for? Adonis was up on those. He was up 98 <laughs> to 92? That was probably yeah, a little out. Canada. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that yeah. was probably a little out. 96, 94, Adonis. I can see that. Yeah, 95, 95. Uh, okay. But. Yeah, 95, 95 was what I would probably go with. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, either one is fine, but I would say Babal is the guy. Like, I think a lot of people will sometimes use the logic of, like, this guy has more belts, but it's like, that doesn't necessarily tell the whole story. Like, one of those belts is, like, totally Mickey Mouse. Like, he got IBF. For, he won that from, like, Enrico Cohen, which isn't his fault. Like, they, were, they just had to go through the rankings, and a lot of people said no, but you just have to look at, like, how they fight. Thing. They both are good. I mean, you can say the one is number one. It's fine. 1A, 1B. Yeah, like it's there's no until they fight. I guess you can't really say for sure. Because I mean, maybe Baterbi would be Canelo too. Like, I don't know. yeah, with what we know now, I guess it's a style preference kind of thing. Like, do you like that come forward pressure, or do you like the more technical savvy guy? I lean towards the latter always, personally. I'm always going to root for the guy that comes forward and tries to knock you out. <laughs> I don't know. It's something about Dimitri. That's why I kind of. Before the Canelo fight, I was always like forgetting about him just because all his fights were kind of the same where he hurt the guy and then kind of just cruised to a decision. Yeah, it was and, pretty lackluster. For uh, sure. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, that was the same note 
what you just mentioned about Bebel was what I said about Jalalov. What I had written down about him was like he he had the guy hurt, but he didn't push the tempo for any reason. Real quick, how do you know how old Jalalov is? That hairline looks kind of old. If he's old, then I think he has like no future. <laughs> he he needs to, like to change his style way too much. He is 27 years old, going on 28. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> I told him he might be like 24, 25. Heavyweight's thin enough. He could probably hang around, but I don't know. I don't. I don't he kind of reminded me of. I don't know. He he was almost like this is like disrespectful to probably like a Jagba. Like have you ever seen like an Jagba fight where he's just like struggling to find the knockout? He just like keeps like sticking his arms out there because they're really long. Like he doesn't really know what else to do. Like that's just how it felt until he found the KO. He just was not. It was wild doing that. He was like a gold man. What the fuck? Heavyweight Olympics must just be awful. Yeah, and who do you have to be? Like our guy, like Torrens or anything? Yeah, heavyweight doesn't look. The future doesn't look too promising once the current crop heads out. Uh, That's how it is, though. I mean, nobody thought like nobody thought Fury. Like, if you were to talk to somebody in 2014, like, hey, it's Fury, the future heavyweight, you'd be like, no, it's some UK gimmick fighter. Like, most guys look a little impressive, unimpressive at folks. Like, how many like elite heavyweight? Like, I guess Joshua's one. Like, he looks good as a prospect and became a champ. But usually, I feel like it's hard to say for prospects at heavyweight. Frank Sanchez, I would say, he looks great, but he's a little bit undersized. Yeah, he's he's old as fuck. Like they say, he's twenty nine. That motherfucker ain't twenty nine. He's at least like thirty something. Yeah, he he's looks good. Pretty though. old. He's gotta be like thirty six. Yeah, like he he's just. I mean, which I understand. Like people, some like people age differently. Like some people look really young and they're old. Some people look really old and they're young. That dude is not in his twenties. Like there's just no way. Yeah, I don't buy it either. Even if even if the level is shit, like even if all the heavyweights are shit, at least we'll see a lot of like knockouts. Maybe title just changes changes hands like every year. Yeah, probably gonna be a lot of a lot of back and forth with guys not being the best. Once Usyk, Joshua, Fury, whoever is holding the belts at the time, once they call it, the belts scatter. He's gonna be seeing a whole bunch of different promotions trying to get up one of those belts, and then it's just gonna be like every other division where you have PBC controlling the WBA or WBC, top rank at the WBO, and then Natrum or one of them has like the IBF. Yeah, it's probably be a weird division once all those guys dip out. Yeah, it, it'll take a while before there's any more, any new like order in heavyweight. Like nobody will really know. My boy Yoka's done for. <laughs> yeah, Yoka's not going to be in that picture. Okay, now let's knock out the news really quick. Uh, Canelo Triple G is going to be in Vegas. Is there anything worth, at the T-Mobile, anything worth mentioning here? Canelo pays off the judges, as usual, type of conspiracies. <laughs> now you're leaving. Just That's where the other two were, right? I mean, I think they're just following the formula. Yeah, they like, were uh, both in well, Vegas. Yeah. Later, made a lot of money. I think it was in the same arena, too. It's like yeah. they were all at AT&T. So, yeah. I mean, I get they're just like, hey, those two made a lot of money. Let's, let's run it again. One more time. Yeah, it's going to be a sellout, but I think the only difference in that will be Canelo's just going to knock him out. Yeah, that's my first thought as well. I don't see Triple G seeing the end of this one. Uh, let's see. AJ Ushik is in Saudi Arabia. Any thoughts from the presser? I just thought AJ looked jet-lagged or something. Looked a little tired. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think too much of it. Usyk's got his Olympics hairstyle. He's got that like weird like mohawk. Or, I don't know. I don't know what you would call it. It's really not a mohawk. It's just like this like a lump of hair in the middle of his head. 
I guess that's notable with the Usyk heads. Is it uh, the the Rugrats haircut? The one, the <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it's not twisted though. It's just like maybe he'll twist if he twisted it for the fight. That would be pretty awesome. But right now, it's just like a lump of hair in the middle of his head. Man lost his mind. <laughs> Jermel yeah, I didn't Charlo. think much of the press conference. And didn't see. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even watch much of it. All I seen was the Brits talking about it on the chat, but. They're kind of hyping it up, but then again, that's just Oz and Chief and all that. I just had fun. about nothing. Yeah, I was just having fun making jokes about it. Like, uh, uh, Ushik's wearing a bucket hat, so he's going to kick the bucket in the fight. That needs to be canceled. Ushik needs to chill with the bucket hats, bro. I don't know what he's thinking. 1998. It was goofy as hell. Yeah, the only, the only like, information that anybody, like, Uthik basically didn't say anything of any value. Like, ba- barely anybody asked him any questions. Like, I think the only thing that mattered was uh, Robert leaked, quote-unquote, I don't know if you call it a leak, that they've been working since, like, December. I guess that's, you know, notable. It's been, like, what, eight months that him and Robert have had some sort of cooperation? Yeah, probably just some light technique adjustments. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he said he was even, like, going to the UK in December. So, man, maybe we'll see brand-new RGBA AJ. Who knows? South Coast Mitsubishi all over the shorts. Uh, two more things. Jermel Charlo, Tim Zhu was uh, finalized as the WBO mandatory. Uh, first takes, first takes. But, but, he'll probably get stripped by IBF, to be honest. What, were they beefing on who's mandatory's precedent? They apparently signed a document before the Castaño fight. It was like, if I'm still the IBF champion after the Castaño fight, I will fight whoever the IBF mandatory. So he might get stripped because I don't think Charlo's gonna fight that. I think he will fight too. But yeah, Charlo Bruno knockout. Yeah, and that's what kind of sucks because if it was like any of the other belts, I think they kind of make an exception. But the IBF and they're usually the ones that are like fight the guy or you're stripped. Being U.S. based, uh, they got brought up on corruption charges like some 20, 30, 30 years ago or something like that. And yeah, so they now they are very strict on their mandatories, however shit they may be. Nobody cares. Like it's basically impossible to hold off four belts. Like IBF's always the first one to go. Yeah, yeah. We know Charlo's the guy. It doesn't matter who has the belts anymore. Charlo's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> like that dude could probably like lose his vacant shot for it for all I know. Like he, he's probably a complete shitter. But yeah, I really like the zoo fight. It's almost a little wild to me how like quick they are with it, but. I can't really think of a better one. So if he's sticking to 154, shit, let's get it. Yeah, that's actually a pretty fun fight. Yeah, sure. I didn't think that. There was, especially with Tim being from Australia, I didn't think it was going to be something that they made right away or, or weren't going to have to go through all these legal battles to get made. I'm actually it's surprised it was made it's quick and easy. Yeah, it's kind of interesting they went with that instead of the Fedora fight. I think that kind of, it's a little revealing. They, they're basically like, all right, neither of these fucking guys are going to be Charla, but we don't really care if Zoom is. <laughs> but, it's like, we might have some stuff that lose if Fendora just gets sparked, since Fendora actually seems like he's okay. He has a base, a little bit of a base in the U.S. versus yeah. Tim Zoom. Like, Zoom, yeah, Zoom's being thrown on. Which, I mean, it's not like, I mean, it's basically a suicide mission. I mean, it's also a huge opportunity for Zoom. Like, if, he, if he's the truth, I mean, that's the fight to show it. So, I like it. It's a really good fight. Yeah, should be a good time. All right, last bit of news before we get out of here. Jarrell Big Baby Miller is back tonight in uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Anyone? Anyone? 
Bueller. That pay per view? I don't know, and I really don't care. <laughs> he's, he's fighting that guy that like Dave Allen hits a war with. Like British people are always like in the chat. They're always like, "Bro, Allen Bracamonte was not a war." That's that's the guy he's fighting. I don't, I don't really give a shit. I think Miller. Uh, I thought he stopped before he fell off his test. I think he's an awful fighter. I thought he was just He'll a fun win, personality. Though. That was really it, though. Yeah, he's just a big personality. That's like the reason he got the AJ fight. Yeah, he would he would have got killed in that fight. Like he's just terrible. I'm almost disappointed that fight didn't happen. I wonder, like, you just, I sometimes think, and I'm not even an AJ fan, I just think, like, what if, like, Miller doesn't piss hot, like, Joshua would have killed him, you know, where does his career go from there, like, he doesn't have to spend all that time, like, with the Ruiz rematch, maybe he fights Usyk, like, right away, like, who knows, does he still lose, like, who knows, but yeah, as far as Miller goes, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I really don't either, I'm still gonna watch, because I'm a fucking degenerate, but. (laughs) It's almost bizarre to me, like, because clearly no promoter is gonna invest in him. He's just, he's just not reliable. Absolutely not. Well, if you, say it's, if you say it's tonight, I might actually tune in just because there's nothing else on TV today, sports-wise. Yeah, it's it's tonight. Um, I'll have to get more information it's about like, like time and channel. but nonetheless. No, no Stanley Cup playoffs. NBA's over. I might just get on and watch it for shit and giggles. Miller's huge. He's like 350 pounds, so maybe maybe he'll like gas or something. Who knows? That was the, that was what was fun about him before was because just how much shit he would talk was funny, and he'd always be post never posting videos of him boxing or sparring or doing any sort of like mitts or anything. He would just post videos of himself lifting weights and eating food. I mean, it's basically it's basically his entire regimen, as far as I can tell. Yeah, deadlifts and chicken wings. That's all he's doing. He always had like good stamina though, which is weird. Which I guess we know now why that. Was. Yeah, we know why. It was always weird to watch him. He was just this, like back out with no power. Who just would like jab people up over twelve rounds, like throw a bunch of punches. Like, what the fuck is this guy? Some people, people used to be kind of high on Miller. Like, a lot uh, yeah, of I know. He was, like, For no reason. They even had people saying that he would beat Wilder at the time. <laughs> I remember before that. He <laughs> yeah, it was just crazy. It, it was just like, and a lot of people, like, oh, this is banana peel for AJ. So AJ would have fucking spit him to like the moon like three rounds. There's no doubt. <laughs> Like, Jared Miller's trash, I don't, but he, it's funny. I guess this is my version of reality TV, trash TV, Big like Baby who, Miller. Who, who's even putting on the Miller fight? Is it just some no-name? So if Bracamonte can make it to the distance, he he might win. I'm assuming Bracamonte is Argentina. Salida hey, promotion. Sergio Martinez promotion or something. Hey. Something Argentinian. Go Bracamonte. Nah, I'll, I'll just make Miller's still probably the promoter Miller Salida. Who? Salida? Like yeah. Dimitri Salida? Yeah, Dimitri Salida. Why? Why? So shout out to. Hey, Salida's loyal. He's like, Miller's just say, come to me. I got you. We'll go to whatever country we have to. TYC. TYC Sports. <laughs> I just saw a picture of Miller. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, he looks huge. <laughs> the fuck? He has titties. He looks like Vizera. WWE. Check this bit out from the press release. This fight, part of the WBA's two-day KO Drugs Festival. <laughs> I didn't think that was funny. I thought that was like a joke. Like I didn't, I didn't realize. <laughs> I don't really understand like what the the irony. What the angle is. It's like they could have made it for like literally any other fight. Like they made it for this like shit fight. Nobody's gonna watch with like a drug cheat. Like it just makes no sense. Uh, like a four-time drug cheat. Yeah, like it's, it's just like film. Like all right, I mean, okay. <laughs> All the all like the sanctions I just trying to fucking win. 
Suleiman's a fucking weirdo. Paco's a weirdo. Like the WBA guys, like a Venezuelan puppet. Like they're all just really weird. WBA guys are racist guys or the defender. Yeah, something like that. Well, Mr. Peoples is cool from IBF. Yeah, I guess the IBF. The IBF is generally like maybe after getting raided, they just kind of straightened up. I think they're probably the least like weird. They can be annoying, but yeah, they just don't do as much bizarre shit. Other three are just doing weird shit all the time. Their mandatory system is what it what mandatory systems should be, but the quality of the fighters is not necessarily up to snuff. Yeah, they always have like the worst mandatory. Like it, without fail, they always have like the worst one. Who was the last? Like Spence was IBF mandatory. I guess that was good. Yeah, like ninety percent of the time, just dude you've never heard of. You're just like, how did this guy even like get in your rankings? It's unfortunate, but I don't know. Someone has to fight them. The mandatories have to be fought, I guess. You know, it's the way the sport goes. Like the I, the IBF was like the they stripped Fury like seven days after he beat Klitschko. Like it was like immediate. And yeah. it's for that guy that, that broke the leg for smart. Like just like again, just a complete nobody. Like nobody wanted to see that fight. Uh, it's pretty funny though when they do it to people you don't like. Is that the fair. fight when Martin uh, busted that or that dude busted his knee or something? And Martin thought yeah, glass, he, he did it glass, with his power. Yeah, glass off or glass off, <laughs> yeah, some shit like that. A Polish guy name, thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something along those lines. All right, that takes care of our outline. Any parting thoughts? something that you just have a serious problem with I want you to call 833-772-6964 uh, leave a message there and depending on how spicy your takes are we might have it on the show if you'd like to link up with us you can find us on discord the URL is bxng.co slash discord that'll get you straight into the chat that we're always referencing and if you'd like to hit us up on social media LVX Boxing on Twitter and Instagram. That's going to do it for this episode of B-Sides Boxing. Thank you for listening.